everyone. Hi, hello. Welcome to my show at Sketchfest. Is everyone, I'm not a stand-up comedian, but I understand you thinking I might be based on my expert mic stand handling. I am like the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I don't have anything prepared, I just riff. Um, but seriously, don't get me started on that show. It's won a lot of awards. It irks me, I find it unrealistic. Um, okay, so, is everyone having a good sketch fest so far? I know that I will not be able to decipher anything you guys say, but just yell out what other shows you've been to so far. I like Never Not Funny, I don't know The Color Collective, and I enjoy people who have only been to this one so far. <laughs> So, uh, here, is, wow, it is blinding up here, but I trust that there's a lot of people out there, but I can see all of you guys very clearly, and you, and a few of you. Um, okay, so here's the deal. I host a podcast, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Uh, I don't, I've been doing it for five, maybe a little over five years. I don't do it live a lot. I've done it a handful of times. And the reason is because I'm always puzzling over how do I make a podcast recording live entertaining? Because I'm sort of known for a pretty in-depth interviews and I feel like it's that intimacy that people want when they're listening, but live there's this tendency to wear a jacket like this. <laughs> so uh, it's not my style. I got it on sale at Nordstrom for $34. By the way, it's Nordstrom, not Nordstrom's. People who work there will get angry at you. It was $34 on sale. As Janine Garofalo, one of my guests backstage, said, you couldn't afford not to buy it. Um, I'm pretty sure it's going to fall apart while I'm up here. And also, I've noticed that like, the, I can pull the sequins up and push them down. It's like... Ooh, remember those things from the 80s, 90s, or early aughts, I, I, it's all a blur, where you'd like stick your fingers in and it had a bunch of pins? This is like that. You can stick your fingers in, but not in today's climate. Um, so anyway, I talked to various other podcasters about my like, how do I make my podcast still my podcast and still good live? How do I like give the people what they want? And... The message I, or like what most people said is like, j people just want your podcast. Just do your podcast live. You've got great guests. I've got Janine Garofalo. I've got, I've got Matt Nathanson. Just do your podcast. Jimmy Pardo said that. They just want to hear your podcast. And I thought, yes. Or <laughs> I could hire a choreographer off of Thumbtack to come up with a dance for me to do to my theme song, which is what I'm going to do. But first I want to show you guys. Okay, so what I was hoping is, I was hoping to get like this insane, super dancey choreographer, and then I could tell you guys all the like insane things this person said. But instead I got this woman named Mindy, who was the nicest. She wanted the dance to reflect my spirit and my heart. She's been texting me, she's super supportive. I came in one morning and she's like, before we start, I want to do, I want to help you get grounded. And it really helped me. Uh, she's a former ballerina. But anyway, here's a picture of her and me. There we are. Now, what is up with my tan teeth? It's something I've become obsessed with lately. Uh, I want to, they match the building. 
Um, I was at, this is truly an obsession. There's a lot of crazy shit in here. Here's one of them. I was at the dentist lately. Uh, I had a good run with all these teeth. However, they've recently gone on strike, like a thousand things. I've got enamel erosion. But anyway, I said to the dentist, because uh, like, sorry, this will get interesting in a moment. <laughs> I, got, I have to get like a little bit of bonding done. They got to put a little bit of composite on there. But once you do that, you can't bleach. The, that color stays. You can't bleach anymore. You are nodding. You, do, you have, how, do you have some uh, reconstruction or whatever they call it? You do? And I can't even see it from this stage where it's pitch black. So that's good work. Um, <laughs> But anyway, so I want to like bleach them to the color that I want them to be before doing the resin or whatever the what do they call it? Rebuilding, reconstructing, tearing down, scaffolding. There's like a word. There's a word for it. So anyway, I said to him, "What shade would you say my teeth are?" And he said, and this is echoing in my head, "They're a light natural." <laughs> I feel like he's like they're ecru. <laughs> There, we call that jute. Um, so anyway, that's what's going on. Okay, so I am wearing tap shoes. And I am now going to put the microphone over there, come back, and we will do the theme song with my little dance to it. I'd like to remind you I'm not a dancer. When Mindy first showed me the moves, I said, I feel like these are moves that you would design for someone who's not a dancer. And I was legitimately insulted, even though I'm not a dancer. That's like a little window into how I see myself versus reality. applause is filling up all the empty spaces inside of me. I want to live in that. Oh, I get it now. Scene change. I'm moving over to the conversation pit. Okay, let's bring out my first guest, the one and only, needs no introduction because I did not write one, Janine Garofalo! I got lost. I got lost backstage. I, I know. Find, I couldn't find, I couldn't find the way. There's yeah, a lot, there's a whole tapestry situation going yes. on out there. And there's also, just a little behind the scenes, there's arrows and signs. Like, not this way, go this way, go this way. Well, it was just dark. Yeah. And also, uh, we were talking, and then all of a sudden I heard I, what I thought might have been my last name. So I, I quickly, <laughs> quickly, uh, with haste, walked just into a curtain, and then, and then made my way here and here we are here, here, we, are, we, are. here we are i know we've already overcome so much we have do you we're so brave 
We're all so brave. Do you feel like you and I, and the audience too, because they went through that too, mm -hmm. are more bonded than we wouldn't have been if we didn't go through that it's like trial? It's like our Vietnam. It's like our Vietnam. It's like our Vietnam. It's like our Vietnam. I, yes. But what I was going to say is, it's like on The Bachelor when Vienna and that guy bungee jumped early in the season. I'm like, well, that gives them a leg up. I didn't see that, but I, I would think it's more like Cupcake Wars where uh, the vitriol and the aggression that comes at the bakers from the hosts and the judges, but if you can get through it and you can make a thousand tiny cupcakes <laughs> on a stand that no one will ever eat, but are allegedly for a Hollywood soiree, if you can do that, then you can go back to your small town and your, uh, your business and really nothing will change. Right. <laughs> But you did it for your kid, most likely. Your well, kid no, who's that, sick. That more of the prostitution of emotion is on Chopped. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> chopped would be where people trot out every possible way to manipulate the emotions, which I feel is bang out of order. Mm -hmm. And that's why the Great British Baking Show is the finest, <laughs> finest show. I have not gotten into that. I think oh! I've, I've watched, I appreciate, they do their baking outside, right? And under a tent in the beautiful north of England. I love it. <laughs> and they work together as a team. It's like Dunkirk spirit. Stiff upper <laughs> lip and all of that. Everybody, do you need the fridge? Do you need this? Do you? There's no foe infighting. Right. Nobody mentions their dying or dead person or the child that if they can win this chopped championship. And $10,000 on chopped. That, yeah, that'll get you. That's, that'll do it for you. <laughs> you know how, do you know how long that $10,000 will last after the taxes are taken out. And I, I am pro-taxes. It's not about that. But I'm just saying... No, it's just about reality, You want to open a restaurant? You're you really saying you want to open a restaurant? For you're going to have probably clear $6,000. <laughs> you know what? Put it in your child's college fund if you're that concerned about your child, yeah. as you claim to be. Now, I brought up your name. I was a guest on Jordan Jesse Go last night, and uh -huh. I brought up your name because they were talking about Guy... Fieri or Fieri. Guy Fieri, yeah. They were saying Guy... Edgy. Edgy. They were saying... Edgy. Guy Fieri. Edgy. <laughs> yeah. They were just, just saying Guy Fieri with no even, like, am I, is my tongue going to wrap around the Fieri? And I said, Janine Garofalo, who's special, I watched recently and I loved. Oh, thank you. Uh, you were saying Guy Fieri in the same way. And, like, maybe I need to dispense with this, I'm going to say Fieri, because I think that's how he wants people to say it. Why am I playing by his rules? You, just, you could say the guy who owns Johnny Garlic's in Times Square. <laughs> How about the guy who, who claims that he came up with every phrase that Vince Vaughn ever uttered? <laughs> so all, He's so proprietary over phrases he did not coin. He gets upset if, if somebody else says that's legit or off the chain. Which Also, he's a middle age, early middle-aged man. Speak as an adult. That really irritates me. Mm -hmm. uh, that show, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, which is never not on by the way. It's never right. not on. Especially if you're on JetBlue. It's, it, is, it is on constantly, and sometimes I'm compelled to watch shows I dislike intensely, and that's <laughs> one of them. Same. In that uh, I don't like when adults use so much slang and lingo, and, and also he's not edgy. He's not. I mean, I know for the Food Network, whoever, whoever the uh, powers that be there are Bob under, the impression, and Susie. under the impression that he's edgy, but he's not. He's like so many uh, people you can see mostly in the San Diego area. But it's oh, like, I am, or, I am I mean? like over in, San, San Diego, Diego by the way. That's not a criticism of San Diego, but it's in, in the, or in the Orange Curtain area. 
But with the long shorts, glasses back, you know what I mean? Like Spiky hair. The horrible jewelry from Diesel. You know what I mean? Like, but it's supposed to be like rock, rock jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... And uh, they say things like, that's what I'm talking about if they're looking at house, house hunters. They do that a lot in house hunters. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm tired Man of? Man cave. Something, something at its finest. Ooh, this is comfort food at its finest. This is a, uh, you know, this is a farmhouse sink at its, they don't, they don't say that, but you know oh, what I'm saying. There's all kinds of, I, I, I know exactly, you know, there's, if you watch Unique Sweets or Unique Eats on, on the Food Network, and I'm glad you don't watch television San Francisco and good, uh, it's good. I'm actually, and I'm sorry that I do, uh, but I, I have to admit that sometimes, and it's mostly because I'm, uh, you know, older and not allowed to drink anymore, so I, I will... I will watch television. Was there a vote taken and they took the alcohol away from you? Or no, well, were you part well, I, of it? It wasn't by choice initially. <laughs> initially. Um, it seems that others felt I should stop drinking and then eventually I agreed with them. So it's, uh, so I haven't had a drink since 2001. But Congrats. Oh, no, 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 no. No nobility to it. No nobility. That's very nice of you, but I deserve no... Brave. Uh, brave, brave, brave. <laughs> But uh, it's a, there's a way people talk on the Food Network and stuff that, that is of that ilk that bothers me, which is things like uh, ooey gooey or uh, <laughs> oh, uh, ooey it's ooey or, or oh my uh, God, that's making my skin you have to crawl. unhinge your jaw to eat this brownie. That brownie is clearly of of of, of average size, if that, <laughs> if that. And I can't stand the pretend the the pretending that food is larger than it is. It yeah. really bothers me. But also, what about their like full body orgasm when it hits their taste buds? Like, oh, it's like oh. a party in your mouth. Party in your mouth. Party in your mouth. Part flavor bomb. Party. In and also, if one more person says my number one ingredient is passion, I'm going to scream. Oh God! Because oh God! It clear. It can't be. It can't be. No. It can't be your number one ingredient. Cardamom, sure, or anything like that. But. Also, leave that stuff out of the ice cream. I don't like oh, lavender. Oh, savory ice cream, yeah. Or, la or rose, rose water infused. It's not delicious. Mm -mm. It's not. It's, I know it's classy, but it's, it's not. And also, but again, I want to just emphasize how much the food is not large. And it really bothers me. The portions, it's, that's not the, you don't have to unhand your jaw. Just be an adult. And just say, you know what I mean? Just, just say. The size also, of your head. had half of the things they're pretending they've eaten. They're clearly reading off a teleprompter about how this stuff is made. And oh. another, another word that I'm, I've had my fill of, yeah. it's not a food word, but it could be, disrupt. Technology that is disrupting, mm -hmm. businesses that are disrupting. Have you not heard this one a ton? Well, I've heard. Because get ready. I've heard, and I've heard words like, sometimes I'll be on a plane behind a real bizno mm. uh, who's on the phone, and, and I know that, that and it, he or she is in business because they refuse to turn off the phone after they've been asked a number of times. And they say things like, at the end of the day, touch base. Um, there's all manner of What's phrases the ask? they use. What's the ask? Yeah. Say that. Uh, we're, so, we're from a standing start. I'm not quite sure what that means, but it's a, that standing, a standing start, a standing start. <laughs> valuation, valuation. Well, how else valuation. do you start? I, I'm not quite sure what it means, but it's, a, it's just one of those phrases that a bizno uses. <laughs> So I'm not as familiar with some of the business phrases as I'm not in business. I only know what I overhear, because once you overhear an annoying conversation, you can't underhear it. So I only get my lingo right. from overhearing behind someone's neck at a, on a plane. Can I ask you uh, no. subject? Well, <laughs> this yes, is awkward. You can. Yes, you can. Okay, Whatever. on your special, you said something, many things. that This is the most recent, which is, don't tell me. 
if I may, that doesn't exist anymore. It's if a, I may, it's right? C, so it, I think it's called If I May. The one I did is called If, if You, you Will. will. Mm. And I, so I think this one is If I May. Yeah. I think that's that feels right. 2016. Yeah. Uh, and you can get it on iTunes. And it is hilarious and wonderful. And I related to so much. But you said something that I... I, I it might not be that. I, I don't want her to oversell it. I have no idea if it's... That <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I didn't watch it because I because I, I wasn't can't, angry I can't that say, I watched it. But that's it. very nice of you to say. But I don't want them to feel misled. Right. Right. If, if it's not. Yeah. I don't like in this economy. In this economy, you can't you can't afford you can't afford. Mm -mm. Not. No. Um. Oh my God! Someone's already leaving. <laughs> oh. Just pretend you're using the restroom. It hurts our feelings. Pretend you're using the restroom. This, it hurts our feelings. I don't know how to take that. They well, might just be using the restroom. They might. Is there a restroom the back there, or is there only the one backstage? Yes. Okay. But I, I understand. Let's I feel just, the same way. We'll, it, we'll it hurts hold the my show. Feelings when we'll hold get the up. show. <laughs> well, this goes right into what I was going to say. You said validation from people I don't know defines me. Unfortunately, I'm needy like that. Yes. I do. I do. I do want to be well liked. I'm not. I'm not. Actually, it's a value-neutral statement. I, I, I would rather be well-liked. And, you know, criticism does bother me a great deal. And especially if you're going to be... Um, I almost burped. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. I probably shouldn't have just stated it. No, you I, should. It almost, hap uh, it almost happened. And now I kind of want you to. It might happen. Okay. <laughs> just don't hold, don't hold it back. I wouldn't. Don't waste it. I, ne I never. I never would. Thank you. But I, uh, you know, if you if you have opinions, uh, not just opinions, if, you, or if you're uh, correct politically, correct about the state of affairs, or if you're against the Iraq War, or mm -hmm. if you're uh, if you realize that the Republicans are craven and and for the most part represent racist anti-intellectuals, which is not an opinion, that's a fact. Uh, hey, it's, that's a, that is, it's just a fact. Also, and, greed. Don't leave and, that out. And going back to the Tea Party, actually, we could go back to the the split. Uh, when when Demo Democrats, you know, Dixiecrats, and they're no longer the party of Lincoln, blah, blah, blah. But if you say these things, you get a, a backlash. Yes. Um, and for a while I worked at a place called Air America, uh, which was a, a news station, and the backlash... Rachel Maddow got Ra her standing Maddow, start there. Yeah, she got a standing start. But she sat mostly, oddly. Right. She sat, <laughs> sat mostly, but she got a standing start there. Uh, and Al Franken worked there, and uh, Mark Marin and uh, Chuck D, Liz Winstead, Sam Cedar, among others, and... Uh, the amount of death threats, the amount of, and that really uh, rattled me in a way I don't think it did the others. The others uh, were almost uh, spurred onward by mm -hmm. it. Um, it. It took its toll on me in such a way that I have not yet, st I still haven't recovered from that concept. Now, it hasn't stopped me from saying things or, uh, you know, stating what, what I believe, not I believe, what is true. And I'm not saying like arrogantly, you know. I mean, come on, San Francisco. No, it's like about. there's I mean, the, reality, the, and then there is there is there is not there's not two sides to every story, right? There, there is objective fact, and then and you know I don't like false equivalencies, this, that, and the other. But when you discuss these things, uh, people don't like it a lot, and and it hurts me. Even people I don't respect at all, mm -hmm. uh, when they say nasty things about me, especially because uh, it feels so unjustified. Yes, like that Breitbart and stuff, the late Breitbart, and when he passed away. Oh, the joy, the joy, <laughs> uh, Andrew. But I and I, I make no bones about that. When Andrew Breitbart, who was a scourge and and would pick on me a lot, um, when he died, it, I felt the same level of joy as when I found my wallet in Union Square. I'd lost my wallet <laughs> in Union Square once on a Saturday night in New York, and somebody found it and called me because uh, they worked 
for Chase Bank, and it was a Chase Bank. They actually did their due diligence, got my, called me, and uh, and and then I met them, and they gave me my wallet. That level of joy was the same feeling I had when I heard that Andrew Breitbart had died. <laughs> Unexpectedly, I was like, oh, good things can happen. And then it's like, it's, it's like this is amazing. That that's deserved, quite deserved. <laughs> and, and you know, and, and yet usually though, it's the guys like Cheney and and stuff like that. They keep going, they keep going, they keep. They'll outlive us all. Um, uh, because they don't feed, they don't care about anything, so they don't get stress. Right. I think. Right. Well, we were talking a bit backstage about extroverts versus introverts. Um, you consider yourself I'm, an introvert. I'm an introverted extrovert. I'm the most extroverted introvert. Right. I think, if that makes sense. Yes. I, th I think most performers are probably. I'm a narcissist with tremendous self-loathing, which I think a lot. <laughs> I think a lot of. I think a lot of uh, people who seek public. Well, now with social media, everybody can. Can, can be public. But when I started doing stand-up in 85, everybody can't, you know, there, there wasn't that access for everybody to, to be seen and heard. Now, I know it's part of the human condition to want to be seen and heard. Mm -hmm. uh, some need it more than others. Now, I, I've always loved stand-up comedy, so that, that's one thing, but that's separate from my need to be, yay, or, yeah. or, whatever, or whatever it but is. Where uh, does that come from, do you think? I think it's because my parents were too good to us. Uh, honestly, my parents loved us so much uh, that that I feel like I've been searching. Uh, I, I don't know because I've tried to think about it. I'm not proud of any of this, by the way. Uh, I'm just I'm just saying. Uh, I think because my parents honestly uh, treated us like like, but that I hung the moon and I was such a mediocre at best. Uh, and a straight C student. That's a gentleman C. A gentleman C. And I and I I was never. And I'm sorry to use that gender term, but that's what it's called, gentleman C. But uh, it's a maiden C. I, I, a maid, a, a C with a maiden head. Uh, a value a, a, tra, a transgender LGBTQ. There's a many many. Uh, there's a lot more. Whatever. My mom and dad were so. Oh, she loving. came back. Yay! Oh, thank God. Few, but she did. Uh, she did go out there to tweet nasty things. <laughs> She's like, but anyway, I think I'm. I, I'm always looking for because, of course, you're not going to get that from your peers or for. Nor should you. Should you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like your parents, if they're if they're good parents. But actually, they were. I think in my case, it, it it has hurt me in that I was not pushed. You know what I mean? I'm not criticizing my parents. I'm just saying that when you love your kids to the point where you're happy when they got a C. You know what I mean? Like, oh, good for you. You, you got well, it's a C. Like a maybe and I was never, I was a quitter, too. I was never forced to to follow through with anything, uh, which is terrible. I'm, I'm ashamed of this, but it's like, oh, you already paid for camp? I don't want to go now. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was, it's terrible. It's terrible. And, 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 and it makes you an under, and this is not their fault. It's my fault. Uh, I, I, I have always been an under, a medium achiever. <laughs> Uh, I'm the type of person that when anybody tells me I can't do something, I'm so grateful. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I'm so grateful. Like, oh, good. I don't have to, I don't have to do, I don't have to leave the apartment. Oh, that's Have you ever excellent. been motivated by spite or like, fuck by you, spite? I'm going to show you? Maybe not oh, spite, not, not, but. Not by, not, not by spite, like, I'll show them. I have certainly felt vitriol towards, you know, uh, like I said, like the criticism we would get at Air America, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel great vitriol and anger towards, you know, like the the Kellyanne Conways. The whole the, I can't even say the person's name in off the office. It's so fatiguing. Or the late <laughs> Antonin Scalia. Good riddance. 
to bad rubbish, by the way. Uh, te- terrible human being. Dead. Good. Uh, installed illegally, George W. But you know what I mean? Like, all these things have serious ramica- ramifications for you. I don't feel spite on a petty level for, like, oh, so-and-so did me wrong and on an interpersonal level. Mm-hmm. I do feel very angry about people in, in positions of power that do things that are wrong, that impact your lives very, very negatively. Now, if, if the ramifications of voting for Trump only affected Trump voters, I wouldn't give a shit. But it, all of us get dragged down with it. That's what bothers me about it, is, is everyone pays the price of ignorance, apathy, cruelty, xenophobia, all, all of that. You know what I mean? So I do feel spite about that. But there's, what can I do to over... There is no, I'll show them. Right. Right? There, there just isn't, because the universe doesn't tilt toward justice. It's neutral. So, oh, yeah. does that make sense? I'm not trying to be a cynic, but it's not like there's going to be no, you're some being a big reveal where, like, Breitbart died. That's good. But the thing is, is that doesn't always happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know? when I was doing research on you, um, I found that there were, at least in what I read, like, there were various roles that you were offered here and there that you turned down. These are probably not true. They have okay. That you read. Well, I'll tell you what I are read, gonna, yeah. and then you tell me if it's true. Okay. There's various roles that you turned down because you felt the material was too violent or too sexual. Oh, there, there's, over the years, been stuff that, that just was bad writing. Okay. Um, that's, that's And then, unfortunately, there's stuff you get involved with, and you're like, oh, this is the worst. This is such, like, I've been involved in a, in a crime procedural that was... Are you going to say the name? <sighs> I think it was just a friend, a spinoff of a franchise called Criminal Mind Suspect Behavior, which only lasted one season, which, it's just, like, a vehicle almost for, like, torture porn. It's just, a, it's just a, it's, that kind of thing's not right for me, and I, I shouldn't have taken the job. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody I worked with is very nice. That's not the problem, the cast and crew. That's not the problem. The problem is very bad writing, which which edifies no one. That bothers me. Then there's been some 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 parts I've been offered where it's to be like the uh, hack stock lesbian gym teacher. Uh, you know what I mean? Like or something like or or the um, bitter lady who just needs to have sex. You know, like these <laughs> not nonsense stuff. These tropes that are hack or tough but fair district attorney. Uh, you know, sexually ambiguous cop. Uh, all, all these things, you know. So some of those I'll, I'll pass on because there's other actors who are happy to do it and they have children and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that you can justify it. I don't have children, so I can't justify it that way. Well, it's it's really interesting to me though because most narcissists who are really needy would pretty much take any role offered to them. I'm not an actress, and I would. I guess you'd have to be that person who gets a lot done in a day, who's a real doer. I'm not. I'm not a real. I'm not a real like move toward action. I'd rather. I'd rather just stay home and make Julia Swiffer and all of that. Uh, then, then do, then do. Now, I, I would like to work on good things. Unfortunately, I, I don't have a lot of access to those kind of opportunities. You know, 95% of a SAG after is unemployed most of the time. Mm. So I'm not saying poor me. It's an elective profession. No one makes me do it. I'm not complaining about that. I'm just saying that the, for the most part, the, the stuff you're, that you read or audition for is, is not so great, you know? And the, there was a show called Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce that I was on briefly that, you know, while everybody being very, very nice, you know, that's, that's not the issue. Uh, the, the, the material, first of all, I was supposed to play a one note angry lady, you know what I mean, <laughs> who was as anti intellectual as a, re- a reality series person, but was supposed to be, had graduated summa cum laude or whatever from Harvard. Uh, you know, now, so if I'm supposed to be an intelligent adult, uh, give me the words to do that. 
but if you're not going to give me the words to do that, and if you're going to make, uh, you want women to fight with each other on this show, then I'm not going to, I don't want to be part of this show. And I'm not saying like, aren't I great? I'm just saying uh, there, there's just no point. It gets us nowhere to play an angry lady who is allegedly bright, because we talked about it all the time, and we always talked about how hard our professional work lives were, and yet we never went to work. We were always <laughs> meeting for coffee uh, somewhere. Um, and I also don't like That's shows how where the wealth is conspicuous. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it just strikes me as as that level of integrity and sense it's of self. It's not integrity. It really isn't. It, it, I mean, that's uh, that that's very nice. If you were just about to compliment, maybe you weren't. I just cut you off. I mean, um, that I'm level sorry. of integrity you is something to as, saying aspire something to. Different. You don't have it. Is that's where. Well, no, I, I that's don't. Where I, was I don't know if I have uh, integrity. Uh, it seems I, I like think it. I would just say I'm a discerning, a discerning viewer and or reader of the script. Um, and I don't have children. You know, I mean, if I had children and, and those kind of responsibilities, I might be less discerning right. about that. And that's understandable. Um, but because I didn't buy anything when I was more famous, and that's the key, don't buy anything. <laughs> I, I, w I made a lot of money in the 90s and, and, and my low self-esteem did serve me quite well. I had a feeling it was a fluke and it was. I mean, it, it ended <laughs> uh, and I didn't buy anything. Do you, so, do you miss it? I sometimes miss being part of it, you know what I mean? Uh, in, in my insecurities, I can still see many of the peers that, that, that in the 90s were doing very well as well who still stayed up there mm -hmm. because that, they do what it takes to stay there. I don't have that in me. I don't, right. don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to <laughs> hustle and take meetings and I also don't want to create content for the sake of creating content. Mm. A lot of that requires now people to write their own shows, things like that. I have, I have no wish to do that. I don't have a story that needs to be told in me. If I did, I would. But I would just, I don't care if I'm uh, actor number 14 on some show that's good. That's all I care, you know, that, that would be good. Preferably in New York, walking distance from my apartment. <laughs> um, that, that would be the ideal scenario. But um, it, it's just, I, I don't know what it is. It, it's, it's, uh, I feel left out. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time, because I can see a, a lot of my friends doing certain things that I used to do with them. Mm -hmm. And because now, and this is just, it's just business. My name doesn't carry enough value for them to include me anymore. That's just a fact. And it's not me being self-deprecated. That's just the reality. Well, of wait till they get a load financing. of this podcast. No, I know. This is going to turn it around. This is going to turn yeah. it around. I, this, I is, uh, this is where it all changes. So be present. Appreciate it now, because it's just... I can't wait. This is... It's, hang on to your shoes. Oh, Oh, they're just on. <laughs> perfect. You are the perfect shoes for the tsunami of fame headed your way. Um, let's bring out my old college friend, Matt Nathanson. He is going to perform. Um, yeah. No, you say that. Matt Nathanson, hello. Hi. Um, I was actually thinking that you would do a song, but... Oh, shit. But... No, hang out, because hang out while I ask Janine this question, and then you weigh in, too. Uh-oh, Janine's not mic'd. I'm going to go slow. Okay, I was going to put that, because I'm so talkative, I will monopolize. I have to do that, because he's the guest. <laughs> and I, 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 look at, I look, and I was talking without it. <laughs> I know. And you were just telling me earlier that you're at that... Well, I hope this wasn't just for back. Like, you're at that point in your relationship where you guys can just hang out and oh, not Pete talk. And I, yeah, my boyfriend and I have been together for 17 years. Um, and, and what's great about that is, is we cannot talk 
but can for you? For hours. Like we, we, we can be, we live in a one-bedroom apartment and not speak to, you know what I mean? We exist on our own to, we're closer now than, than really ever before because we're just now great roommates. Uh, you know what I mean? Like we <clears throat> just, we can talk, and then sometimes we will stay up all night giggling uh, like school, you know what I mean? Aww. But then there's hours where we don't say a word to each other and we don't include each other in things like, when he goes to an event or something, like, like some, some relative of his is getting married, he know there'd be no way I'd go. Do you know what I mean? And, and vice versa. And vice versa. And for family holidays and stuff, there's no, we would never, like, you got to come to Houston with me. I mean, that, that just would never, I mean, I don't even go most of the time, but we, we don't interact with each other's families or anything. You know what I mean? That, which is, I really, I Yeah, do. it really is. So I had a, a baby 11 months ago, and <gasps> as I said last night at Jordan Jesse Go, I talk about it incessantly, but I don't want it to define me. But I do talk about it. It's all I talk about, all I think about. Um, since the arrival of the baby, possibly years before, it has. my husband and I haven't stayed up giggling like schoolgirls. I don't know if we ever did. Matt, you and your lady, Your giggling? husband and I hang out a lot, and we <laughs> laugh all the time. <laughs> Just How did having a kid affect your marriage? We, uh, so my marriage was shitty... Um, it was like a, a decade of struggle. And then the kid was, the def was when we got it back on track. We were like, now we can have a kid. Because we didn't want to bring a kid into a fucked up marriage. Good story. That's, that's a, that's so, a. So the kid like happened at a time when it was that we were ready to be committed to each other and be committed to having a kid. Before that, it was like, you know. I know, I've heard your music. <laughs> so, Matt I'm a recovering I, narcissist. Some would... It, it doesn't really... It's some would say that they can, you can't recover from that. I think I'm doing okay. I've spent a lot of money on therapy, like, for about 20 years now, and it seems it's okay, it's working. Good. I, I, I know I, we've I talked. have empathy, I can feel empathy now, which I didn't ever have before. Uh, I also occasionally put other people in front of my own uh, thoughts and experiences. Yeah, I think I'm getting better. You have changed. It feels good. It feels good. I was recently telling a story. I hope this doesn't make anyone uncomfortable. Um, I was recently telling a story on my podcast. In college, the girl who lived in the room next to me, I would hear her having sex late at night, and I was a virgin at the time, so the whole thing was like very, ah! Um, not that I'm ever like excited. I am never excited to hear sex. I know plenty of people are, but I'm not. Um, I'm always like, well, these walls are thin, and this blows, and ugh. Anyway, she sounded, and you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. Love this. She sounded like this, like, <laughs> like It was like someone was fucking a mouse or beaker. Did I tell you that at the time? Because I know that you thought she was cute. I, uh, this is all so much. I know. I'm sorry. I should have, we, sh we should have talked beforehand about... I wasn't intending to go here. I thought this person was... Um, I had a crush on this person, and she sounded like Beaker. <laughs> Should she sound like Beaker in her normal, everyday life? No. No. Just, when, just late at night. How do you feel about... Put the goddamn mic up. <laughs> 
No, I wasn't doing it to be to be no, no, rude. No, no, I'm no, 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 no. I, I feel like you were needed here. I, I, I feel would, like you're you're. Ex- I feel like you know you're very intelligent. You're very I'm not, yeah. I'm not. You are. I'm, I'm no, she graduated. Curious, you, I'm not, and, and I felt like I felt adrift. I don't know what would happen to you if somebody attractive, you overheard them having sex and they made noises like. <laughs> I would think they were pandering. I actually can hear somebody having sex in my apartment building. Uh, they tend to do it on the weekends, uh, at the same time on Saturdays and Sundays. I've been, I've been, on, I've been in the same building since 96, <laughs> and um, there are certain neighbors who also have been there, and this particular unit, the, from, from where the sink is in the kitchen, the, the way the buildings are, everything echoes. Like, if you're standing next to the window and you even go, <clears throat> it, like it echoes through the buildings, and their window is here, and they tend to have sex on around 2 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. Okay, and um, there's something about it that sounds pandery to me. It almost sounds like, well, we should have. You know, obviously, they have regular sex planned out. Right, and they're going to do it, and that's fine. Siri. But it seems like these are the emotions I should have when I'm doing, it. and these are the sounds, the automatopias that should come out, and the noise. It just all sounds too performative. Too performative. Well, then maybe this, they're doing it. Maybe for this you. person that we're talking about in college was. It sounds exceptional. Oh, I'm what? She, she makes noises that aren't. It sounded. That's a unique mm, sound. That, I guess you're right. I always assumed that that was. Phony, Maybe you're just angry at her been, originality. I think that some, I do. I do think some people do pander in their sex noises, and I think it, it unfortunately tends to be a feminized quality to want to behave in a certain way that curries favor. I'm not saying everybody. I don't like right. sweeping generalizations, but I'm saying I think unfortunately some females feel it's incumbent upon them to react in a certain I'm certain trying to, way. like, if a guy were doing the similar kind of pandering, I'm trying to think, what would, like, ugh. Here, hold on, no, hold on. Well, I'll just give you an example, ready? Me, 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 me. <laughs> that's what, it's, that's yeah, what yeah, it sounds like. Her. I don't know. Me, 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 me. <laughs> Is Beaker a Muppet? One yeah, he's muppets? the yes. tall Muppet. Okay. With, he hangs out with, hangs like, out a with Beaker. Bunsen that's Honeydew, like a, yeah. He look, yeah, okay. yeah. Janine, I was listening to you on a WTF episode from 2009 when he was recording in Queens, I think, which is funny to go back that far. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were talking about another thing I relate to. No, I think this might have been in his garage in Eagle Rock. Oh, maybe. Okay. I think there was discussion of it doesn't matter. Um, but anyway, you were saying that you have one meal a day. Yeah. Do you still do that? Okay, it's a. I don't like. Uh, you know, I don't want to do a diet plan that's like eat small portions. Anybody can do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't want to do that. It's and that's labor intensive. And also, I the, don't eat anything. It, I don't see the point of eating till you're just satisfied. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I so much starting be, and stopping. I'd rather not eat it then if I can't have a lot of it and feel stuffed and uncomfortable. I don't want it. And, and I'm I, again, I'm not proud of this. So the only way that a system that's working less and less for me as I get mm. older. Um, I'm, I'm thickening, even though this worked for me. Oh my God, that scared me. <laughs> I thought somebody was like, I've had, en- I've had enough, <laughs> I've had enough. I can't take her talking anymore. Um, so around 2002, I thought, well, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna eat one meal a day, but it can be whatever I want and as much as I want. And then you never have to think about it. You don't have to limit, and so I, it's worked really well for a lot of years. It is now not mm. working so well as I as as as, as I as you ooze as out I of thick, the chair. As I thicken. 
And so I, I, I'm just, I, I got to find some kind of pill or something. Because I don't, I don't want to diet and exercise. Uh, mm. I don't. I just don't. <laughs> I mean, I like to walk everywhere. I, try, I don't want to formally exercise, but I do try and walk places with vim. But um, I, I don't want to cut things out or eat portions. Or I want to eat what I want to eat, and I want to eat till I feel sick. Which is not healthy, it's not good, I'm not, uh, it's not great. Um, uh, but I, 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 want, uh, I want to die, I want pill, a pill of some kind that, that either takes your hunger away or something. There's got to be some technology. Oh, some, I think there are, there are pills that will take your hunger away. There's powders, pills. Those are probably not for you. What, 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 are, what are they, though? Just like all uppers. But, but like real ones, not ones you can get like oh. stackers or stuff that make you feel sick at, at Dwayne Reed or CVS or stuff. Oh, no, I just meant I'm sure there's street drugs. That, <laughs> but, but I'm saying those are not for but, you. But I mean, I, I, I would like a doctor to write the prescription. And right. I would like that filled. And I, I don't care what it is. I just would like it to be simple and a pill. That I'm a, such a pill fan. It's just, <laughs> it's just so easy. Oh, is there a pill that will just like mm -hmm. speed up your metabolism or take your hunger away? Get, I want it. Yeah. You always hear about it, or you read an article that says, "Well, the, it's about ten years away from." Why? <laughs> Why? You know, we're gonna have driverless cars. You know, and this, this I, I don't. I'm not happy about driverless cars. By the way, I find that crazy. And also, we keep upgrading software. How about we upgrade human intelligence? Why? Why do we keep? <laughs> Cutting funding for public education, cutting, 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 and billions in making your devices smarter and, and taking money away from making people smarter all the time to the point where learned helplessness kicks in and you no longer know how to spell anything, get anywhere, do, and you just bark orders at things. You know what I mean? Play this song or do, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the devices keep getting smarter than you. You're just a passive. You're like, you're like this. You're like, help me. Beep, beep. <laughs> And so now what happens? I'm stuck on this woman with the noise. So now what happens is that you just did that? Uh, nothing. I don't. Oh, I thought you had no, there was no. something I didn't know about. No, I don't Wait, know. Wait, do you I, not? This thing is just for porn. <laughs> um, do you not have, uh, I know that you're not social media person, but do you not have a smartphone? I don't have a smartphone. It, it could be. It just, it's wow. a galaxy, but I only text and call yeah. on it. And again, this is not noble. I have a lot of anxiety about uh, technology. I'm not being like, I don't watch television. <laughs> not at all. I just uh, don't want to. That's a full-time job, that social media mm -hmm. stuff. And the more you put yourself out there, the more you give people reason to dislike you, uh, I find. And also, mm -hmm. it's not safe. There's people that track you. There's data mining, all that kind of stuff. I don't want any part of it. Um, and also, if you are not on email, don't have email, you'll never get invited to anything again. And it's great. You'll never have to make an excuse again. It's a, Wait, it's you, the, don't it's, an, you don't have an email? I don't email? have email. Nobody believe. I know you oh don't believe God. me. Oh, my God. I know that you don't, especially if the younger people uh, uh, will, they think I'm lying. There's a fake Facebook me and a fake mm -hmm. me tweeting. I don't know why, but there is. I think I tagged fake you in the tweet about this show, but you yeah, didn't see I, it's it. Yeah, not, it's not me. Right. Um, there, and it's not, there's an Instagram. Uh, it's not me. Uh, I don't know who it is, and I guess they're being nice, but it seems strange. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, someone someone started a Twitter account and Instagram account for my dog, which is not me. And I get all, all, a lot of people will tweet me like, "Oh, hey, you know, Wendy's following me," and I'm like, "I don't run that account," but they do seem to have nailed the personality of my dog. That's uh, so they must know you and know your dog. They know my show. They oh. don't know if oh, okay. oh, if it was someone who actually knew me. That's weird. Yes. <laughs> Wait. You gotta oh. do. I just get bored sometimes. 
Saturdays when I'm not listening to other people have sex. And Sundays. Uh, and Sundays. Matt, you have a you just got a dog recently, right? Yes, I got a a eight year old totally deaf dog named Sylvester. Aww. Yeah, he's That's very sweet. he's awesome. He doesn't give a shit about anything. He just he we have two cats and they get all bent out of shape and he's just like <laughs> And then he started to eat the cat's shit. <laughs> and you know, what do you do? I Try and know. stop him, but he can't hear you. He eats How? it out of the, the litter box. Uh, yeah, presumably. or no, and in the yard sometimes they must deuce it and cover it or whatever. And he oh. just he'll go out and I'll be like, take a pee, and then I'll go to do something, turn for a second, and I'm like, what's he chewing? And then I'll be like, that's strange oh. for an older dog. Puppies do it sometimes, but that's strange yeah. that an older dog would do it. It's I feel like his sense of smell has gotten really good, right? And it to overcompensate, like the, food, like the cat. Food. Yeah, he goes right at it. And then mm. to add like another layer to this, please. <laughs> He, I think he enjoys the taste of the cat's shit so much that he's starting to not eat his own food, but eat the cat's food so that he can be the person that generates, the animal that generates the shit he enjoys. Well, you don't, you, so you shouldn't let him eat cat food because dogs don't react for it. There's not, for some reason it gives them is that the runs. Is that true? Yeah, you've not noticed it. No runs, no runs. Well, you have he's a hard Maybe the cats solid, are eating it. Fairly good, solid. Good. That's good, but for some reason, cat food tends to, <laughs> tends to. What did you say? I said maybe the cats are eating it. Maybe oh, he does have diarrhea. I thought he just said that the dog was eating the cat's food. No, right. The dog's eating the cat's food, and and then you said you should. Oh, and then the create, dog is. Maybe is the cats that? are eating the dog's diarrhea. This right. Is, it's like some real human centipede. This is shit. Human centipede four. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys seen the? This is that's worth getting your galaxy to just work. I've heard it. I've heard about. Oh my. And that's that's the thing. But there. My my boyfriend is online and all of it, and also every friend you have will show you and any of the things. It's like I don't. Yeah. Oh my god! Like sometimes on a plane when you're with a friend, look at this and look at this and look at this. Oh, I don't care. You know, I mean, like, and it's not like that unless you're showing me something. Now you're you're showing me something gross or something. Uh, you know, somebody's humiliation. Like, or look, this is my toenail. Like it's sitting on my desk. And and it's just it's just very strange. No I understand why. It's all right. It was it was weird. It didn't come out right. I'm just. Well, I know what you mean. Like, there's people who take photograph everything, but also like, I guess if you work at a job that if you can get away with it, I understand that. Like people, if they're at their desk or cubicle, and you don't feel like doing the work, I get that. And you you want to be online and stuff. That makes sense to me. You know, what I mean, you can and you can do whatever you want. But there's a thing where you're like just. Like on the Acela train uh, with some friends after the uh, the women's march last year in January, it's uh, we took the Acela train back to New York, and I was uh, two of my friends were with me. The entire ride was about looking at a GIF or like a you know like a, or just pictures from the march we just came from and pictures of themselves they'd taken at the march, things like that, instead of just sitting quietly and reading <laughs> on the train and or sleeping. <laughs> I just find it strange. People are so so yeah. so active. I know. I I have really tried to uh, free myself of my phone addiction. I w I was trying to free myself of my phone addiction, and then I decided fuck it. But for a while, because it's like when I am on my death. By the way, do you really have these moments of reckoning on your deathbed? I doubt it. I feel like you just oops, Who you're has gone. A deathbed. Right. Like you. Most of the time, you yeah. just sort of. 
Right, over. right. But anyway, I don't think it's it's a planned deathbed. I don't think it's when you purchase it or anything like that. I think it becomes. I think it becomes because that's not oh. a good selling. I, I, that nobody would be motivated. <laughs> I saw it. But in the I, I think that what happens is if you die in it, it then becomes a deathbed. But I, I don't know that that is originally its purpose. You could have a death couch. You could have a death couch. Yeah, anything. It could be a death floor. Death chair. Things of that death tub. Death tub. Oh, yeah. death, death turlet. Death turlet. That's yeah. a fun way of saying toilet, turlet, toilet. Yeah, toilet. An Archie Bunker way. Turlet. <laughs> Let's hear a song from Matt and yes. then we have some fun segments. Don't you just want to talk more? We <laughs> Don't clap yet. <laughs> you haven't heard it, it could suck. Is that all good? Well, that's the song, so thanks so much. <laughs> I'm going super avant-garde, super Eno. That was my Brian Eno moment. It's just a G chord strummed a couple times. And then the feeling of having to pee. Which I might be the only one feeling, but it's there. I am always feeling that. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. Since having a kid, yeah. it is really true what they say. I can't cough. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, the la do when you laugh. Also, when you laugh a lot, do you anything. pee? Yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah it's for sure. Constant. I was afraid of the dancing, but so far, well my done. bladder is well on my done. side today. Yeah. Yeah. That was the original name of that Rolling Stones song. <laughs> Bladders on my side. <laughs> Didn't sing well. Still got the same old number. Still drive the car you hate. Still fighting with my father Still staying out too late Still leave the back door open Still let the dog escape Maybe I'm deep down hoping You'll come back to yell at me like you used to do And you were right I'm just a stubborn fool Who's living in the past When we were young and we were free and all your friends were friends with me Swimming in our clothes when the beach was closed Midnight on New Year's Eve And if you're having trouble, baby Holding on to memories I got a king-size bed and a PhD In the way it used to be I got a king-size bed and a PhD In the way it used to be And when you write your movie Autobiography And can't reach the sweetest details Feel free to call on me And write how I made you shiver The ground underneath us shook The devil is in the details He and I get on real good like we used to do And you were right I'm just a stubborn fool Who's living in the past when we were young and we were free And all your friends were friends with me Swimming in our clothes when the beach was closed Midnight on New Year's Eve And if you're having trouble, baby Holding on to memories I got a king-size bed and a PhD In the way it used to be I got a king-size bed and a PhD In the way it used to be Oh! 
It's ancient history, but if you're having trouble, baby, holding on to memories, I got a king-size bed and a PhD in the way it used to be. I got a king-size bed and a PhD in the way it used to be. That was wonderful. Thank you, Matt. So I was recently on my podcast talking about how in college I was super into a band called the Sages of Memphis. You also knew them. Yeah, let me just give a little bit of a background. I was not in the Sages of Memphis. I was in a different band that was just as good. But I wasn't loved by Allison, who also wrote for the local rag. I did. I wrote for a few local rags. And so, oh, oh that's, what, that's what you've been upset about? Low all these years? No, no, no. That's just a part of it. And that's just how... <laughs> and I'm only saying that because I want people to relate. And maybe they've always wanted to be written up in BAM magazine. No. It's Mean Street. And, uh, well, whatever it was, and I loved the Sages of Memphis. We were kind of rivals. And... Uh, I'd play a show and... But you were friends. But that's how a lot of your friendships that's how, work. Fr that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> friendships, rivals, that's the fun. It's narcissist shit. Um, but I remember I'd be like, Allison, do you want to come to the show? And you'd be like, I can't. I'm going to see the Sages of Memphis who didn't even go to our college. I... They were an opposing band from an opposing college all the way out in Redlands. And uh, I love Michael, the singer of the Sages mm -hmm. of Memphis. They were incredibly talented. I'll just have it be known that uh, someone's still standing. Well, I was remembering, I was remembering that occasion, there was a song where they needed a whistle and they would like occasionally forget their whistle and be like, anyone in the audience have a whistle? And I had a rape whistle and I'd be like, me! <laughs> and I'd give them my whistle and also occasionally, I know, occasionally, uh, I would play the tambourine with them on stage. And when you were performing, I felt myself wishing I could tamber. They, so. they were much more interactive. <laughs> they were sort of like hippie. They were a hippie band. There they were, were jam so band. many of them at times. They were, a, they were a jam band, and I was a little bit more about, like, I was not a jam band. So, I don't think jam band is... Proper? That's English. Um, is what I... That, it's like, that's not what I'm into anymore for most oh, of my nice. life. Oh, nice. Deny your past. Now that they're gone. <laughs> no, but it was a lot of twirling, and there was like some, I remember some veggie burritos. <laughs> maybe, a, a ha maybe some hacky sacking. Yeah, some of those, what are those, devil, devil sticks? Devil sticks. Yeah. Where did you guys go to college? Pomona College in she, Claremont. Pomona, she went California. to Pomona. So oh, right. I went to Pitzer, which is, so the way that. Yes. The, the way that our college worked is there was five of them, and, uh, and they all shared dining halls, and they all shared classes, but they were very different to get into. Pomona was actually where intelligent people went. Pitzer, I actually had a class in Lou Reed. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, it was super fun. So anyway, uh, but that was how it worked. And then we became friends. Because uh, of, um, what was it, Orpheum? There was like a music, 
We went and saw Beck. Remember before he was Beck? Yeah. So Beck, we this was a fun. We can get into this. This is fun. So like Rage Against Orpheus. the Machine played in our mailroom at Pitzer. We brought them to play in the mailroom. It was their second show ever. And by like their si- and they were fully formed from the first show. And so the second show ever was in our mailroom. And the, by the sixth show, it was they were on Lollapalooza. And then Beck played a coffee shop. Down. The thing about being close proximity to Los Angeles, but not being in Los Angeles, is that everybody could come out and do things out where we, we were. So we got Soundgarden played before they went on tour with Guns N' Roses. You guys are so young. What years were you in college? Oh, oh no, we're not as young. We're not that young. Not, now that you've, you've just made it worse by what you just said. Uh, <laughs> Because I, oh, we're not that young. We're 32. <laughs> no, I graduated college in 97. She's, 1897. She, she, I'm, I'm 45. I'm 42. I graduated college in 1986. I'm the reverse numbers of you. I'm, I'm, 50, I'm 54. I'm 54. But when you were saying sound, sound ghost, I was like, oh, my God, these kids were in college when I was already um, an early middle-aged lady uh, <laughs> We had Todd Rundgren. Oh my God, we had Todd Where, Rundgren. Wait, where'd you go to? Where'd... Providence College, oh, Rhode Island. Nice. But actually, uh, Todd Rundgren, um, the this is going the Blasters. Sure. Uh, this is this Gave is going way back. Yeah. This is in Rhode Island in '82 to '86. I was there. But um, yeah, we didn't have anything like Rage Against the Machine in the mailroom. We that was pretty. That. We, that was a lucky. We had Ani DeFranco. I brought Ani DeFranco to play. We had some good things, but we didn't have the fucking blasters. I would have killed. I people. actually love the blasters, yeah, and actually, the, uh, it's such a problems college was such a, a kind of not that cool place to go to school. That uh, I don't think ninety percent of the student body uh, understood the blasters or how great the blasters and Todd Rundgren. I think they were like, "Oh God, this is the worst." That's who you get, having no knowledge of how, especially Todd Rundgren. Oh. I mean, uh, I, I think uh, it. it I, I love Todd Rundgren, and that, and that's not just oh, because I like him. He's good. He's just objectively by any metric a great a great artist. Yep. And again, that's not me saying you know that. I mean, it's Todd Rundgren. He's great. He's just great. The Blasters are great. Yeah, and we we but just to put it in perspective, Soundgarden played to thirty people, mm-hmm. and like and the Rage Against the Machine played to me, the kid that was doing sound, my then woman friend, now my wife, the kid who booked it, and then two hundred kids from the local high school. Because it was so impossible to motivate these fucking entitled kids to come to anything other than their own asshole. They and would go to that. <laughs> their asshole, yeah, they would. I brought, I brought was, our asshole I even to the mailroom. <laughs> I don't even understand what you're saying. They would eat Let's the cat's poop. Take some questions um, from listeners. I'm debating whether to take some questions from you guys or some questions that I already have, but. Get ready. I all, there's a jingle coming. The guy who wrote it, Tom Rapp, also went to Providence College and went there when you were there, I think, but didn't know you. And he sent me an email oh, about it. I was it. the least, po- believe me, there's no one who would remember they went to Providence College with me. If you can, if you can be uh, invisible at a, at a, at on campus, I, I, I certainly achieved that. <laughs> um, and as well as having the lowest grade point average you can have without being kicked out. See, that's special in its own way. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I have a dance to do to this jingle as well. And I, let me see. I hope I remember it. They're getting muddled in my head. When we ask them, send them in, they're wondering how you have been. So thanks so much for answering me. 
that look from the back, you guys. It, yeah, it was Thank incredible. You. Thank was you. Incredible. It's, it's Fosse inspired. Uh, okay. Um, so, audience, do you guys have some questions for Janine or Matt or me? And if so, raise your hand, and then there's a mic that you can come up to. And this will take so... Oh, wonderful. I can see you now. This will take so much time, so hustle. <laughs> Who has a question? If You. Yeah, yes. Come on down. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. What's your name? I should have given you the mic for that. I should have given you the mic for that, Laura. Hey, it's my brother and his wife. They, they look thrilled <laughs> that I've made everyone turn and look at them. Okay, Laura, what, who is your question for and what is your question? Um, well, my question is for Matt, but I would like to start by saying it's very nice to see the two of you hanging post-college. This is a very post-college. Especially after the Sages of Memphis thing. Definitely. I see, I see you even more now. Um, okay, this is going to sound really cheesy, and, and um, don't read too much into it, but I would like to know why Matt always writes about love. Matt? Why? <laughs> Thank that's you. A, that's a good question. Why do I always write about love? Um, love in, but not necessarily positive love. Yeah, heartbroken love. I get what you're saying. Uh, probably because, um... Janine, why do you think... Janine, why do you think Matt always writes about love? Well, most... Don't most singer-songwriters in some way write about love unrequited like or otherwise? Uh, it seems to be a hot topic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, since the Big Bang straight through to now. Not the television program, the actual. Mm-hmm. Sequel zero, Big Bang, till now. Um, that's what most people tend to... I mean, there are some, some people that, that... I think it's a challenge to go outside of that rubric. I think it, whether it's personal to you or not, they're telling stories of it. Yep. Strangely. I like this. Yeah. I think uh, in this... I, so I'm, this is in no way promoting my next record by talking about it. <laughs> but I tried very hard to just write what was inside me on this record more than ever before and all the fucking songs are about longing for people that I don't have contact with anymore. And so it's probably something that probably if you could trace it back to my parents and then from there, uh, it's just, it's re I must feel it a deficit in some way when it comes to uh, my need to be loved by other people. And so it comes out in the songs, even if I don't mean it to. It seems to always be a thread that I'm, that not, I'm, not, I'm not even drawn to, I'm like magnetically attracted to. So there has to be, you were talking about your parents did this great job of loving you and then, and so, and for me, they didn't, they didn't do such a great job. Uh, they, I, they did the best they could. And, uh, and so I think that Somewhere inside me, there's a real sense that I'm at a deficit when it comes to getting the attention that I feel and, the, and being heard. In the, and my narrative that I tell myself in my life must somehow have a lot to do with me feeling like I'm not heard or I'm not being, or I deserve more or that kind of stuff. So I think that the, it gets played out in relationship. Because it's hard to articulate that, right? To a, to a tune, presumably I don't write songs, but what you just said is far more complex than what can be put in a song, right? Right. 
Uh, and I feel like uh, that must be uh, an unfortunate constraint on 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 many singer songwriters to to speak the complexity of what you're thinking. It's it's difficult to set that to music. It, it's funny you think. say this because like Joni Mitchell, right? Being whether people love her or hate her, she was incredibly gifted at being able to articulate very big things mm -hmm. in the context of a song. And I don't happen to have those, all those tools in my toolbox. And so when I listen to a Joni Mitchell song, she's able to sort of run the gamut of all the complexities of an experience and articulate it in a way. And for me, I think I might, I might just be not as developed. I, I know I'm not as developed as a songwriter. And so maybe I keep going back to the basic idea of like, of, of the other, relationship that idea that becomes kind of the that becomes the stage that I play it out on because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not capable of playing it out in a broader way and feeling comfortable doing it you know so yeah this need and this is something I was asking Jeanine about before this need for validation that you're talking about this longing and the want to feeling like you have there's a deficit of attention so wanting it you've now become quite famous does it touch the deficit at all no, because I don't think I'm at all successful. So, and I, not only that, but I don't. I think fame is you know, is uh, that's a different. So we're okay, you've now become stage. quite successful. I didn't even know who Keith Moon was. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that woman who was married to Keith Moon briefly still trots out a fake story about how she didn't know who he was yeah. when she was a groupie. It's just one of those things. Like you can be honest about it. That yeah. just really, uh, this has nothing to do with your thing. I'm just saying. Yeah. That she of course knew I who slept Keith, with Keith Moon. Because of course, he was she Keith knew Moon. who Keith Moon was. Everybody knew who Keith Moon was at the time, especially. Yeah. No. That what usually happens is the more people appreciate the things you do, uh, the less good you feel. Usually, because it's not about them, it's about you, and so it's not about feedback actually. And so we go about our lives looking for feedback from other people when really it's about actually genuinely loving yourself. I actually disagree with that. Okay. I, I, I feel, <laughs> I I feel like uh, you, the phrase "others must." I've said this before. Uh, other, you got to love yourself first. I, I, I feel I, others need to get the ball rolling, <laughs> and then I, I do, and then and then I'll, I'm happy to jump in. But I, who gives a shit if I love me? You know, I mean that that gets me that get, advances the ball nowhere. I, I'm I'm being sincere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 we might that have a disagreement. That self love thing. It, means nothing to me. I would. I need others to say, you know, because we don't, uh, people don't live in a vacuum, right? You you would prefer to be, have what you do or say or whatever you're, you do in your life or how you express yourself. You would prefer that it was well received, right? And and that the feedback preferably would be positive. Uh, now, if, if I just love myself, but no one else likes me, what is the point of that? Like, I just, it's just, No, 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 I think horrible. that, right, no, and I get what you're saying, but I think that, it's different. It's it's different than like like Donald Trump loves himself on a certain level mm -hmm. that you're and no and but there's delusional there, there, self love no, and he also hates himself a, a uh, great uh, deal. Right. I, he actually is a person that struggles with tremendous self loathing. Right. I, I believe that to be true, and that is why he needs to say and do. He also, I believe, uh, and this is not uh, this is something that's coming with age with him. I think he is definitely suffering from legitimate uh, uh, problems with neurological. Problems. That's not me being smug. I think that that's true. But uh, so what you're saying is different. Right. Different well, circling back to actual love of yourself. Um, so here's the deal. You can't actually control what other human beings. The, the, there's the illusion and the delusion that we can actually control how other people respond to us. Mm -hmm. But it's really their own lens and their own experience. And so that's like a 
that's a losing battle to try and get your self-satisfaction through, as you know, this is not something I'm telling you, something that you, you know. But so, um, and so constantly looking outward for things from people who are broken themselves and not seeing or even hearing what you're giving them in the way that actually is the way you intend it. That's just, I can't live my life constantly up against that losing battle because it takes too much out of me. And so, I understand that, but I'm talking about people who are, who are, are fully intact, not broken per se, just, you know, average people who seem uh, fine. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I do look to, to them to, totally. do you know what I mean, to be supportive. I see what you're saying. Like, you're talking at the micro level in a relationship. And I relate to what you're saying mm -hmm. as well about, I, I always want I my I brokered this, you guys. <laughs> like, but they I, came to the table. I, they found something that they both agree with. But, but I, 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 I often, and this is not to say that I don't spend my entire life trying to please people. Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm saying. I still do that. Like, I still actively try and have interactions with people that go where I'm liked because that feeds me on a, on a level. But on a fundamental level, what I've found is that the only people that really matter in my life are like, there's like two of them. And they, it's like, and, or three, and one of them is me. And so it's like on the tiny plate where I've cleared everyone else off. I see it as like rings of a tree. And like your, the center ring of the tree is like myself and my wife and my kid. And then the next ring out might be my best friend and my, you know, this. And so most human beings exist like way out in the outskirts of the tree. And I find that it destroys me if I, if I depend on them for anything that they're not capable of giving me. And, and people show you obviously what they're capable of. And if you ask them for more as a resource, you're going to be disappointed because you can all, they can only give you what they're capable of. And so asking them to love you and having that be something that fills, fills for me, asking them to give me validation all, off, often, if not exclusively, leads me to feeling still unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. That's so wise. It's different. Everybody's got Could you different tweet day. it? Because I want to remember it. A long time. <laughs> um, okay. Unless there's like another burning question, I say we move on to. Oh, there is one. Um, it's not. Okay, you want to yell it, and I'll just repeat it. Or you want to come on down? Okay. I, yeah, you say it, and then I will repeat it. Oh, well, you're quite welcome, Janine. All right. Uh, it oh. was a very popular name in the uh, early and mid and late '60s. Actually, Janine had a had an uptick. And then Sherlock's girlfriend, Janine. Well, he didn't. He wasn't his girlfriend. The Sherlock in the in, in Sherlock. But I was so thrilled when Benedict Cumberbatch was saying Janine. I can't tell you the thrill I got <laughs> from my couch. The episode with Mag, the guy who's supposed to be Rupert Murdoch. What? Janine. Audience. Janine says there's a pill. What is it? What is it? Is it a secret? Oh, I'll remember. I'll remember it. I'll remember. She can go it. back what and listen it? to this podcast. No, no, tell me. I got a pen. What is it? Q Q S Y M I A. Q Simia. And this is something I could go to a doctor. Ask your ask your doctor. <laughs> Side effects include. Fatal Sudden events, loss of, right? <laughs> muscle twitches, which may become permanent. But do I lose weight? I don't care. Cusimia, uh, cusimia. And you just take it a couple times a day, and that's that. There's Once no a day. Once a day. 
Oh, I don't need to hear any more. You got me. You got me at You got had me at Cusimia. That's I absolutely. I'm not even gonna ask about the side effects. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't care. It's a pill. Janine says it works. Skinny Janine in the audience. Yeah, she's very lean. Janine, that lean Janine. Lean Janine. Thank you. No, thank you. Okay, thanks. Yes. All right, let's, is your question, I'm, oh my God, there's more questions now. I am also a people pleaser and there's a bunch of questions happening. Whose question is the most important? Okay, you, and then we we have to move on because I got to do another dance. Mindy will be disappointed in me. Okay, um, what's your question? And then I'm going to repeat it before anyone answers. Okay, let me recapitulate the question for the listeners. I know. Um, Okay, sorry, what's your name? Jamie has been listening to me for years from back when I was on the Adam Carolla show and said that when he and I parted ways, she, despite the fact that she had been listening to him for years, decided that he, or felt that that was a sign that he had changed and she continued to listen to me. Thank you very much. And she wondered, is is there a part of me that feels like that was the best thing for me? Uh, Yes, definitely. I... (laughs) I had four great years in that... I had four years in that job. <laughs> a few of them were great. Um, to be honest, and I don't talk about it that much, but I felt like I was kicking ass at the end. I know, yeah. I felt like... I felt like I was still bringing it and still doing a good job. I know that there's been some revisionist history, but I actually... So I was so stunned when I got fired because I was like, I mean, maybe I maybe I was flying too close to the sun. So I'm like, they would never fire me. Like I'm so broken in and I'm docile, but also funny. Um, but anyway, I yeah, especially in the political climate now, I think that would be a tough position to be in to be um, not like free to say how I really feel. So yeah, I um, I felt like it helped me immensely I learned a lot I had some fun but I am happy with the way things are now yeah thank you okay so this is a segment where people uh send in things they think or do and they wonder is it just me or is it everyone and the genesis of this I was when I lived in Brooklyn I was walking down the street in a fire engine Fire truck went by, and I thought, oh, I wonder if it's headed to my apartment, which is... And I thought, I always think that when I hear a fire truck, is that just me? Am I crazy? And it possibly is everyone, and I'm crazy. Um, but anyway, there's a song. Hang on. Don't start till I put the microphone down. This is the hardest of the three. Sometimes I ponder on Something I have thought or done Is it just me or everyone? Again, I know that we're talking about how, like, you, this shouldn't be the thing that makes you feel okay, but it, it just does. 
It just does. I don't do this live that much. Usually I just hear Jeff's canned applause, which has lost its luster. But this, like, breathing heart of adulation, I'm so into it. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, all right. So I collected some Just Me or Everyone's ahead of time. And, uh, oh, quick plug. We'll do plugs for everyone at the end. But just quick. I'm on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go. Different reward levels. Uh, you know what? I don't feel like talking about that right now. Okay. Um, Rafael Castaneda, who I believe is here, right? Hello, Rafi. He says want to be the one to start a chant or the wave at a sporting event, but too shy to do it. <laughs> have you ever wanted to be the one to start the wave? I have only been to two sporting events in my entire life. So no. <laughs> Janine, the wave? And no, I have, I have not. <laughs> yeah, and I also haven't, but I always wonder how does it happen that, uh, that all of a sudden... I mean, someone decided to start it. And what if, like, two people started it different parts of the audience? People who know sports, how does that work? Oh. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude, that's a mess. <laughs> it did. That was a total mess. It was like an eruption. How does, how does that... That didn't help any... Let's try it again in a more ordered way. Um, you're going to start. Start the wave. Do it. Now go, back, now go back, now go back, now go back, now go back. We have to do it too. Yeah. yeah. You guys didn't do oh, it. Oh, then he did it again. Then he did it again. That was good. So I, I think just it's manageable. I think it's manageable doing the wave. Do people still do the wave? Do people? Much? That was big in. So, yes. Oh, lots of nods. Oh. They do. Yeah. Oh. And also, it seems like somehow, like who brought the beach ball? Because there's always that beach ball bouncing around. You can't even get... Uh, I went and saw you 2 at a sports stadium the other day, and I couldn't even... They almost took my pants. <laughs> they really don't want you to bring anything in. So I don't know how they get beach balls in at all. Well, I'll tell you, I'm dating myself here, but the first uh, concert I ever saw was Marshall Tucker Band. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Heart. Yes. At, I love uh, Heart. At the Meadowlands, which is uh, not called the Meadowlands anymore. Um, and there was beach balls aplenty because it was the 70s and things were okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just beach balls. It's fun. It's fun. But sometimes you get hit in the head and it's a little bit embarrassing. But, but yeah, Marshall Tucker Band. Marshall. And Heart. That's amazing. And Heart, yeah. Did you know about the Heart? There is now a division within Heart. The sisters are fighting. Oh, Wilson v. Wilson. The, yeah. Wilson. the Wilson sisters are fighting. Yeah. Oh, that's not... Do you guys know about this? I didn't know that. I, no, let us in. I hope this it's is a rumor. super sad. I no, it is a, a thousand percent not a rumor. It's Why a is there a division? Well, I think... Um, well, I don't think. Ann you Wilson. Know. No, I know because I, I read. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I got to do that. Ann Wilson began dating a man and... He assaulted Nancy's kids, <gasps> who are teenage camp. Nancy and Cameron have kids, two twins. Uh, assaulted meaning physically, they had physically a physical assaulted. altercation. Yes, and okay. there was an assault, and uh, and now they don't. They're not harding. So it's sad. Well, that's sibling. I mean, that's it's very very sad. But that that is probably there are 
you know, that's a that's a family related. That's why you don't have kids and get have in laws. Honestly, <laughs> that's why don't get married. Don't have to. Why? 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 Wait, and, and this is that's what happens. You got to deal with it. How many brothers and sisters do you? Have? Uh, there, well, there's altogether all five, but there yeah, there's some uh, step ones and and but but the thing is is uh, here's my motto in life: lean away. <laughs> uh, the, just take. Take her, take it easy. Just take it easy. Just take it easy. <laughs> Don't get involved, because uh, there's no end of, uh, you know, of of, of dramatics mm-hmm. that, aspe- and, and, and then one after uh, that, that get that, that that and also you uh, you regress. You be, you behave as, as a version of yourself that you that you hate yourself for. You know what I mean? But you you start fitting back into roles you always played in the family, and uh, and and. Uh, you know, nice, nice people. Some of them vote incorrectly. That's another issue. Um, but they're just like there's dramatics and stuff, and they they have lovely kids and all of that. It's just that I I can't have it. I can't have it. I can't have it. I can't believe Anne stayed with this guy. That's the problem. It's because well, yeah, she doesn't love herself. The, that's the why the sisters have a yeah. rift. This is the rift. No, I'm yeah. just saying. Well, that's I just the can't thing. believe it. It's, a, it's like, well, did, I'm sure that they, in their world, like, because they're like any family, the kids deserve it. The kids it. were at, you know, mm. the teens perhaps were being uh, misbehaved and provocative. Th- these are this is this is it's that's what I'm saying. It's like this: the drama of families has been something I've been so eager to get away from. Oh yeah, <laughs> since since the since the mid '60s. <laughs> really. My- my, mo- my mother used to always say that she had three only children. And, and, uh, and uh, we don't, we're not a very tight-knit family, and by not at all, I mean like some of us don't speak with each other, and it's, it's awesome. It really they all, is. They all get along with each other well enough because they have things in common. You know, they, 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 they all uh, mostly live near my dad and also have children. They, they have many things that, that they can share in common. But... Um, yeah. Should we do another just me or everyone? Yeah. <laughs> I just thinking I know. about it. Seem nice. it, it seems like that was so unkind when I was saying they are very no, no, nice no, no, and they've got wonderful kids. If you want, kids. I'll take some of Now, the luckily, they, they are as tech unsavvy as me, probably, and they won't hear this podcast. So, so by the way, my mother, after well, a that podcast... that does me no good. No, I don't mean that as a, sl- a slam. They just probably yeah. don't. Like, I don't know how that works. Right. So here, I, did, I spoke on a podcast a couple of years ago, and... Uh, and uh, that was the last time I talked to my mother. It was good. Uh, it wasn't mine, I was lost it? my mother to a podcast. Oh my no, that's not actually true. I lost her to the relationship we had. But, so yeah, um, but anyway, yeah, so I, so I think you're good. If they can't hear it. Right, and I hope I, I, I know You haven't even I'm been. Sure they would say about me, ugh, I can't stand spending time with her. And, I, and, I, and they'd be quite right to say that. So I, you have I, said nothing in, flan- like, from an outsider's perspective, you have said, I believe. If it makes you feel any better, this is what I said to my mother, or this is what I said in this podcast. I said, my parents loved me, they just loved themselves more. And then I said, and you guys are like, whoa, like you lived it. But uh, but like, and that's what I said. I said, they loved them, they did the best they could with what they had. And... uh, So you should feel better about what you've said. Actually, is what I'm saying. What, no, no, they, actually, and my, that's a, my, my dad. I would say, it loved me so much. He just loved yeah, so much. Yeah, that sounds awesome. He is the world's greatest grandpa. He's also the world's greatest grandpa. He has a mug set up. 
<laughs> and a sweatshirt, a pullover sweatshirt that says it. I love it. He's the world's greatest grandpa. He lives in Houston. Holy shit. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> if you're wondering where the world's greatest grandpa is. <laughs> it's Houston. <laughs> Matt, was that my podcast? No. Um, no. Well, okay then. But, but yeah. All right. Yeah, but this is probably okay. close to it. Oh, what? No, for a second I thought I knew what no, you meant. No, I said it then... on Pat Monahan from Train has a podcast. Oh, and during the podcast he said, "How is your relationship with my parents?" And I said, "My relate." People always say they have dysfunctional relationships in their families, and and I appreciate that, but I have a non-functioning relationship with my. Parents. It's different. It, I, it's not relatable to most humans. Well, actually, no, I think it's more relatable more than, than you know. Admit it. There's yeah. a lot of people in families who feel that way. Just because you're uh, related. Does not mean you would get along, you know. Oh, yeah. you, it, it's not like you would seek them out to hang out with. There's that's quite normal. But I think people are very reticent to admit that because it seems so unusual or they feel strange. But I, I there's probably a great many people who feel that way. Yeah, when there's at, about the, about the relationships that they have with their with their family. And sometimes when someone is has when you when some member of that team is kind of toxic and manipulative and actually not out to do you anything but harm. You have to sort of like extricate yourself from them. That's kind of how it works. Yeah, no, they're not like that. I'm not, that's what I'm saying. Like oh, yeah. they're, they're, they're not, they don't do anything like that. They're, they're <laughs> guilty of nothing other than they're wrong about cult- politically and culturally and in things of that nature. Uh, but they, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I'm with you. Totally, totally. I am, yeah. And, and, and they're very nice. You know what I mean? They're very nice. Okay, Lisa Lowry, and she's here. Hello, Lisa. Says. When ordering food at a drive-thru, I turn my side-view mirror down so people don't see my ordering face. Too vain? I never even, I didn't even realize. That's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. What's an ordering face? It's the face you make when you're ordering, I guess. It's like, is it just like, uh, onion rings? (laughs) (laughs) Chocolate malt. People seem like they know they already know what they're gonna get before they get. There seems to be an ease to it. I, no, but there's always the last minute, like, oh, do I? Oh, that like a, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. squinting. Yeah, it's like a squinting gopher face. <laughs> that yeah. And so the, this person doesn't want the other person. To she doesn't see want it. the car behind her to see it. Why, Lisa? Why? Because she's vain. Pardon? She's vain. Oh. She's seeing the way other people look, and she doesn't want to look that way. I've never noticed that. Before. I've never noticed. I've never noticed that. That's incredible. It's a new thing to worry about. Now Thank we can you. add that to our anxiety library. Yeah. Uh, okay, Leanne Briscoe says, for women who have been pregnant, when asked my due date, I always worry that I'll get the remark, "Oh, I thought you were due sooner." Okay, I have. Having now been been through this, I have a whole different way of looking at it. Because before, I would have agreed that like you never ask a pregnant, you never ask a woman if she's pregnant or when is she due, unless you're seeing the baby crowning. <laughs> However, when I was pregnant, I began to worry: what if people don't realize I'm pregnant? So I would like lead with it. I'm pregnant, by the way, not just fat. I mean, I was also fat, but I was pregnant too. So I yeah. Then it began. Basically, with a pregnant woman, you're screwed either way. Because it began to feel insulting if they didn't realize I was pregnant. But at the same time, I guess if I weren't pregnant and they thought I was, like, there's no winning. Yeah, and, and I have no 
I, I have to just shut my fuck. I shut my mouth. Like, it's not my job to be the fucking. I'm not Paul Revere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I just was sort of wait. I say, nice to see you. How are things? Good. Great. Great. Okay. Nice. And if they, at the end they say, I'm, I'm, we're due soon. You go, oh my god, great. You know, like I just, just like you. It's your fucking stage. <laughs> But see, I would have conversations like that when I was very clearly pregnant and the, to me, and the person wouldn't acknowledge it, and I was like wondering if the whole time did they just think, oh, she's put on a lot of weight. I think you're, you're giving a lot of uh, credit to people. That's what I do. Yeah, and they, I, th I think that most people don't even, like, they don't know. They don't they, notice. They don't know. They just don't know. They only know their own universe, and so it's just better to tell them what you need, draw the boundaries goes better. <laughs> Hi, acquaintance that I'm just having a quick exchange with. Hey, I'm pregnant. <laughs> like this, when you're going through the drive-thru making a face, <laughs> you, the person passes you the food, you say, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. All right, two more. Heather Hodge, oh, I have to take a sip of water. I have talked about before this socially debilitating thing where I begin like cough choking in the middle of sentences. And I'm always afraid it's going to happen. I'm always afraid it's going to happen. I swallow my saliva down the wrong pipe all the time. And you begin choking, it's right? Happened, and yeah, it's happened as I get older more and more. It happens in the night uh, a lot. And I think it is a function of getting older. What is it? Because Does it wake I don't you up? know. It, it wakes me yes, up. Yeah, I'm right. choking on my own <laughs> saliva that went down the wrong pipe. That happens to me Which all the time. Which I don't know time. what pipe I'm referring to. Whatever the wrong pipe is. Yeah. <laughs> the, the no saliva here pipe. Yeah, but it does happen mid-sentence to me sometimes, mm -hmm. too. And once it happens, I cannot stop. Right, and and people will be like, are you okay? Are you choking? And I actually uh, was doing a play. Uh, oh. I, uh, this is true. I was I was on Broadway. Um, and please remind me to never do that again, by the way. I it liked was, it. It was, it was, it was, who knew you could enjoy something so little? Put it that way. <laughs> I Because I lived in fear of, of that kind of thing, because early on, uh, that happened. This is not, not a joke. I'm not. It's. it's I was uh, at the Roundabout Theater doing a play called Marvin's Room with Lily Taylor. It's just the two of us on stage, and it happened. Oh. I could not stop. This is a, a, a. You know what I mean? Again, and then I was terrified. You know, beyond terrified for the rest of the thing. Mm -hmm. There was no going. There was no getting around it. And then a uh, Lily, who is great, Lily Taylor, went to made it part of the scene to get water, but the thing is everybody knows. There was no recovering, and then I was, this is t terrible, terrible, I was afraid that uh, I would be flatulent, too, because I was coughing. I, I hate vulgarity, I hate that kind of talk. No, but sometimes I'm just the, saying, the cough pushes it on out. The stage is not for me. That is, that is, I never wish to do a play again. I never, ever wish to do a play again, because my biggest fear is a cough, a saliva, but that I will also, Everything will to, come out. Yeah, and there's no walk. There's no going back from that. You'll, you'll, you could recover almost publicly from any other thing, except probably um, defecating accidentally. <laughs> I don't think you could. You could ever, ever. And it's a surveillance society. It's worse than the, the Stasi. There's no way phones wouldn't go up. There's just no way. The runners that, that it I would think, be awful. You know that sometimes the marathon runners that go down their leg. Yeah, that's actually, but in pursuit of like, it's that's noble. Right. You're not doing a play where people paid <laughs> way too much money for a ticket. They, they're really overpriced, way overpriced. And they've come and they're dressed nicely. 
sitting quietly. That's one thing when a, a athlete, we expect it. You don't expect uh, a, a person that you've just, you're sitting there like you are now, and like, I think they just defecated <laughs> while coughing after apparently choking on their own saliva. <laughs> and I don't think it's part of the play. It just seems, it just seems by Lily Taylor's reaction that it's not part of the play. So... <laughs> Yeah, so that's different. I think in athletics, it's totally acceptable. It right. would not be great yeah. on Broadway. I've or on any the... street, on any street. For that <laughs> that was actually the original lyric in that song. I've <laughs> seen the neon lights. Oh, shit. On Broadway. <laughs> uh, ooh, I didn't know that was... Uh, that I, I, All right, Heather Hodgkin says, if I take off my socks, I won't re-wear them, even if I only wore them for an hour. Fabrice... I do it. Fabrice it. Fabrice it. Been stretched out and it gives me the creeps even thinking about putting them back on. Only fresh socks for me. Okay. You could Fabrice it or use hand sanitizer, the spray hand sanitizer. I feel the same way about the socks, but sometimes I just, I can't accrue that much laundry. Right. So uh, you take the socks off and you Fabrice the ever-living bejesus out of them. I used to. Not eco-friendly, but I don't have children, so I have wiggle room. But uh, I got some wiggle room for my carbon footprint. Uh, or, or you just do a hand sanitizer spritz for the socks, and then, and then you won't run out of socks early before you do laundry. I used to Febreze all the time. Mm -hmm. I still have a bottle in my closet. Have you noticed that it's sticky? Like, if it ever runs down the side, it, what okay, is you that? You can't put it on, like, you're not, it's not supposed to be on wood or walls. Yeah, it's I sticky. mean, the bottle is sitting on wood, though. And it's you stuck know, it's to so it. easily <laughs> remedied. I think that if you got a paper towel, yeah, but just and, why is uh, it? Nope, this is where I draw the line. It doesn't have to be sticky. <laughs> but why is it sticky? Is that's what I'm wondering. To touch it now? It's, it's gross. Old yeah. sock and just rub <laughs> up and down on the forbid. <laughs> and the sock will remove the stickiness. I guess. It can so easily be unsticky. I think you should take it out of the closet. All right. This is a, this is. By the way, by the way, I do have to announce, in case I'm going to say hi, hug, take a picture with anyone after, I realized why this jacket is only $34. And what I've, the, the big downside of this jacket is, and I'm not, I'm a fresh non-BO person in general, but I've gotten a few whiffs of myself. Oh my God. It's it the dancing. Breathe. It's probably the material inside yes. the, the jacket so, at Nordstrom that she got for $34. She $34. couldn't afford not to buy it. I had to, to buy it. it. I'm going $34. to have to throw it out. <laughs> Unless I have more dancing well, you can put in, it in my the future. Freezer and oh. also Fabrice, or some people say vodka on stuff like that takes the scent out. But then there's some material where it's, once it's in, it's I feel in. like, yeah, well, we'll find out. It's, I, I have a, I thing feel like with, who's near me and it's just me. Can I, it, it sucks when you, as you get older and your smell changes, yes. you feel like you're being assaulted by someone else on top of you. <laughs> It's like, you know, and you're like, well, you're like, yes, who the, the fuck uh, is next to me? Because your yeah. chemistry, your yeah. chemistry, your body chemistry changes. Yeah. Yes, it is. That is a drag. Percent. It is a real drag. I'm a smell person. It, talking about socks, I can't, this might be a compulsive thing, not just a, I can't take off my socks without smelling them, no matter oh. what. <laughs> it's just always a thing, like, end of the Why? day. And I have, dude, I have no idea. End of the day, I'll be like, oh, that was a heck of a day. <laughs> But 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 what is your expectation when I, you? I, I do it? It's just to gauge. I think I just need control, and I need to know the situation and like what's happening. And if something is out of control, I want to be able to wash it. But 
Like, you know you should wash your socks anyway. I, I know, mean, it's at the end of the day. You just never know. Sometimes this guy in camp, his feet smelled like Oreos and peaches. <laughs> Together, like Oreos and peaches. That's interesting. Oh, That's yeah. amazing. In boarding school, they used to make that. That was a dessert, and it was the worst. And this guy... So I he sweated sh- it out through yeah, his feet. I, I had to share a tent with him, and he smelled like I've said, canned peaches mm-hmm. and Oreos. That's and so, not so bad. So, but I happen to like the way my socks smell. Apparently, after that, a that's day. so weird. Your, do your dog's feet smell like Fritos? Because a lot of dogs' feet smell like Fritos, yeah. which is great. So I can understand smelling your dog's feet. I don't get that. that that's unusual. Do you does any do you like the smell of skunk? No. I I, lo- I love it. Mm. Hmm. I can't pick something on my body like without smelling it, like a zit or something. Of course. Yeah. Is oh, that, that, that's, that's just standard. I'm, okay. all for, I'm all for picking a zit. I don't understand. Why would you smell? Why would to you? see what it smells like? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It in case it has an odor. I had a I, at one point in my life I had a. Oh, God, what are we doing? I know. <laughs> this has to stop. Because I'm thinking, like, this, this, is a go, this is a real go-nowhere conversation. All right. This has, to, this has to stop. Okay. I would like to thank everyone for coming. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Q-Simia. Wait. Q, 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 ask your doctor. Q-Simia. I'm brought to you by Qsimia. That's my, if you're going to plug something. Oh okay, my. yeah. So maybe they'll so send it for free. Qsimia. Janine's here to rep them. Janine Garofalo for Qsimia. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, uh, anything you would like to plug? Oh, wait. Did you have anything else you wanted to? No. Oh, just, just Qsimia. Okay. And Matt, uh, anything you would like them to look out for? Your new album? Yeah, new record at some point. But Oh, my God. Yeah. You were going to play another song. I'm so discombobulated. Yes, you got to play another song. Um, if you like what you're hearing and what you've seen, subscribe. iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Okay, let's hear a song. <laughs> AllisonRosen.com slash store for t-shirts and whatnot. Cue Simia. <laughs> Awesome. Now I have to pee even worse. Uh, three, four, one, two, three, four. Okay, yeah, let's do this. Cool. Thanks to Allison Rosen for putting on an incredible experience. Almost makes up for college. I don't want to see the wires in the circus anymore I want to dream and make believe people can fly I don't need to be reminded what it takes to kill the fun I got a head full of sharp knives Yeah, it's easy to get colder and easy to forget So meet me where the light's dim We can wake up every morning, we can set ourselves on fire, and we can do it all again. The world don't speak for us, 
They lack the confidence We're only hearts and bones and blood But we are giants, giants I want to roll around the darkness Till the darkness goes away until the television finally tells the truth That everybody's scared of things They don't understand and all of the living they don't do Yeah, it's easy to get colder And it's easy to forget So meet me where the light's dim We can wake up every morning We can set ourselves on fire And we can do it all again The world don't speak for us They lack the confidence We're only hearts and bones and blood But we are giants, giants the walls are closing in We climb and they descend Nothing but the clouds against our skin Uh-oh, we're giants, giants I'm done trying to fit in Be half forgiven for things that I never did we're more than what scares us We're final and fearless And we'll dance when the ice gets thin Cause it's thin The world don't speak for us They lack the confidence We're only hearts and bones and blood But we are giants Giants, the walls are closing in. We climb and they descend. Nothing but the clouds against our skin. Oh, oh we are giants, giants. so much everyone <laughs> listeners at home thank you for listening i love you goodbye <laughs>